Dear Ann Landers, my husband Dear and I Abby, are in shock. I'm extremely upset. My son got married in Dear Ann Landers, I'm very happy in Dear Abby. My wife is working out of this senior woman here, Abby. She thinks way too much of She had to get married. Dear Pod. Remember when Marie Kondo was trending? Yes. I was like, whatever happened to her? Did she organize herself? Did she hold herself? And she was like, I don't spark joy. And then she just disappears. <laughs> into, oh, where'd she go? Best magic trick ever. A confetti cannon. My jewels this time last year decided to clean up the house. And <laughs> the memory just came up on Facebook where he was like, yeah, I organized one drawer. Take that, Marie Calendar. And I was like, Kondo. Cond Marie, take that Marie hey, Calendar. Yeah. You and your pot pies. Yeah. Who am I to judge? Maybe she's very organized too. Marie Calendar. You she have has to, to be. be. She's in the kitchen. Yeah. yeah. You have to keep your flour separate from your sugar, separate from your salt. I mean, otherwise, yeah. I your pot pie can go right downhill. When was the last time you had a pot pie? My mom had one. The last time I was home, and did you eat it? No, I looked at it. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck <laughs> I that is. Can't do that to you myself. Know when, when people are like, let's reinvent the pot pie, and you're like, let's not. No, let's just know what it is. No, and pot pie is a generational food. Right, moth is all about a pot pie. This almost came out like a pie. Like it was huge. My mom was like, "What is this?" Even your mother, the one who made it. No, she my mom, made it. We ordered it. We went out to. I took her out to a restaurant. She ordered. She didn't like anything on the menu. I'm like, well, she said. Well, I don't know what to get. Well, how about a pot pie? She's like, the pot pie, that seems safe. Safe. And then she got it, and she's like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Was it, it like a Chili's like presentation? It like a giant pie, like a cherry pie, and then she cut into <gasps> it, and it was lit- it was like scalding hot. Of course it is. It's a pot pie. This thing, like the center of the sun. If you put a temperature reading in the middle of that thing, it's molten lava. So she couldn't like eat it for like 25 no, minutes? No, you got to let that shit cool way off, and it's so dense. No, this was very soupy, and she's like, is there any chicken in this chicken pot pie? Oh, that it was so. chicken. That was the mystery meat in the pot pie. But mainly it was mushroom, which she hates. That's an intense dish for a server to bring out to you. Of all the things, like, you know, they make a big deal out of your sizzling fajitas, but the pot pie is where it's at. A Put a little fajita. candle in the middle of that thing and be like, yay, who ordered the pot pie? <laughs> <laughs> It's like bottle service when they have like a exactly like, a like sparkler. the sparklers yeah. are going off. It's like you know what? I'm an adult. I actually don't need sparklers on top of my alcohol. No, but no. not even alcohol. If you make it about the food, it's like, hey, who ordered the beef stew? <laughs> French onion coming through. Ah! And then they make a big deal out of it, and all Yuck. the servers have to come over and be like, pot pie, pot pie. When I was a teenager, I did order fajitas because of the the wow factor. Remember when, like, fajitas were new on the scene? And we had a Chili's in our neighborhood. Oh, yes. In suburban Boston, we had Chili's, we had Applebee's, we had no. Fridays, like, all no. boom, 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 right next to each I other. I we didn't have that in Oak Park. I remember when a macaroni grill went in. Everybody was like, Didn't have that either. Ooh, macaroni grill. That was like, oh, it was like... Ina Garten. Yeah, oh. it was, oh, it was the good mm. mayonnaise. Oh, there's Have no you ever tried to bake night. an Ina Garden thing? I'm like, I don't want to no. go broke. She always wants you to get the best cocoa and the best mayonnaise. I'm okay with being average. I've had average grades, sometimes below average for Whatevs. most of it. Yeah. 
coast through on the midline, Ina. As my therapist has said, I have survived on scraps my entire life. I'm like, that's lovely. <laughs> It's really nice. Here's it's a kind. check for $250. <laughs> Same time next week. Oh, we're out of time. Oh, okay. Oh. Twice a week? You want me to come twice a week? Oh, I Is did Is it do because that. of what you said? It just gave me PTSD? You know what's funny? Like, I always feel like, I'm like, what kind of asshole just falls into these traps? I have fallen into, like, every trap. Oh, yeah. Like, I've been to a therapist twice a week for a really long time, and I'm like, I don't feel any different. They're like, you need to give it some time. I'm like, Okay. And then the psychics. one time that he wanted me to, you know, psychics, when he wanted the one guy wanted me to go to like a support group or like a therapy group, I'm like, sure, I'll do that. Yeah. Or like when I had to go for PT for my shoulder, and like, you know, what you should do, you should do PT, and then you should you should do uh, uh, acupuncture here, and you should do chiropractor. You should. I'm like, yeah, why not? Yeah. Why not? Why not? I just kept saying yes. You're a sucker for an upsell. I guess I am. And then I stand back and I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Then I like, I am like the guy on the subway that pushes the emergency brake. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm stopping I'm just, all of it. This is insane. <laughs> this is insane. I'm like, I am just throwing. I'm like, therapy twice a week. Stop the A train. Make fun of people like this. And I constantly do it. Always. Myself. But that's what I was talking to, to Steph about the other day. I said, you and me are cynics, but we fall for this stuff all the mm-hmm. time. You know, my friend is a Reiki master, which. (laughs) (laughs) Even like saying it, I'm sorry. Even I hate myself for saying But I have a friend who's a Reiki master. I have a friend who's a Reiki master. And you know that I'm into gangster rap, right? Wait, what? (laughs) This is all We're peeling the onion today. (laughs) Go on with your Reiki. But like, okay, especially if you knew this person, this person shouldn't technically be a Reiki master, which is always the case. Whenever somebody's like, I'm a life coach, and you're like, you, I watched you get hammered at Twilo last week, you know? Uh, didn't I watch people take turns on your ass last yeah. night of the cock? Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah. Didn't somebody Che Diaz you in the kitchen of somebody else's apartment just like last week, and you're coaching people on how to make better life choices? I feel like if we say Che Diaz, like a, an She'll acne appear. anvil should fall from the sky and crush me. To death. I pictured more of a Beetlejuice thing. Like, out of nowhere, she'll come and be like, hey, it's Che Diaz. If we say it three times and she walks through that fucking door right now, I will probably explode. What would we do if we could get an interview with Che Diaz? She needs to do some kind of repair right now because everyone's like, this is... Yeah. We can't... You you either need to grow your hair out or dye it. It's a Jar Jar Binks moment. What happened to that guy? Where is Jar Jar Binks? Well, I thought that was CGI, was it not? But it was there was a man behind it. There was a man behind Jar Jar Binks yeah, who came up with that accent. but he didn't even speak English, so what does it he matter? He did speak English, but with a heavy Jamaican accent. I don't remember. I don't, I don't think I All of it was so wrong, and that guy has, like, I think he walked into the woods. Like, we never heard from him again. Shay Giaz is the cousin, <laughs> is the cousin <laughs> Oliver. Stop. Did you just... Said. What did I say? Shay GS. <laughs> I don't know what it, it must be this Diet Coke is really. <laughs> what drugs are you on today? Shay. 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 Shay Hardchuck. GS. GS. Shay GS. Oh, I love is the, the Shay GS. <laughs> is the present is this day. Is this a new kind of GS? It's the present because day Cousin Oliver from the Brady Bunch. Completely. But they, like, but these things like Scrappy Doo, these these characters have existed throughout perpetuity. But again, I did like Scrappy. Just like Scrappy Doo reminds me of that guy that you ran into at the bar who was like, "Excuse me, bitches." Kind of, yeah. Okay. 
Excuse me, bitches. Go back and listen to the last few episodes. If you haven't started binging Deer Pod at this point, then we can't help you. No. But to Chez Giaz, <laughs> the French version of Chez Giaz. Uh, bonjour. Bonjour, Chez Giaz. Ah, bonjour, <laughs> oui. Chez Giaz. Ah. A fingering in the kitchen. Ah, we like a finger potatoes. Let me introduce you to your dinner. Yes, uh, uh, Chateau Miranda. Be uh, my guest on my face. <laughs> <laughs> I am wearing leather and lace. I'm Shay Giaz in your kitchen. <laughs> so, okay, to change <laughs> Now I can't even say it. Actually, it's probably safer that we do say Shay Giaz. Uh, big week this week at Pineapple Ranch. My Jules was in an episode of And Just Like That. That aired this week. He was drunk party goer. You saw it last night, so Mm -hmm. you watched his debut. Mm -hmm. Yes, he was a drunk party goer at a gala where Hey, It's Che Giaz performed. (laughs) He woke up in the morning. It was like Christmas Day all over again. He came in and he was like, Uh, My episode's up. It's happening. People are writing to me. And so uh, we watched it early in the morning the other day. Wowie zowie. At the the time he filmed this, he was not aware of the cultural phenomenon of Che Diaz, which is probably for the best. Yeah. I I mean, otherwise you might not be able to perform. So wait, did you see her do, did you see her do a miniature (laughs) version of her comedy concert? Yes. Oh, and God. what what was the vibe like on set? Crickets? Was it just like a bunch of crickets? Yeah. Uh, forced laughter. Forced laughter. Yeah. Did they tell you, did the director was like, okay, so anytime Che Diaz says anything, just laugh. It's not going to be funny, but just laugh. No. No. We laughed because it was apparent. We had to laugh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> there, was no, there was no little sign that says laugh or applause. applause. or Yeah. Okay. Um, so he was in a scene with... All of the major players, SJP, Kristen Davis. Now, I'm sure you signed a million non-disclosures, but is there anything, that any dish that you can give us? She, she has this very sweet. <laughs> so she's, they are nice. Yes. Off. Absolutely. Okay. She's a uh, Juilliard grad, you know. Oh, I did not know that about Shay Giaz. <laughs> Shay? <to> Juilliard. <laughs> Chez Giaz, what to Juilliard? Ah, bonjour, Juilliard. Bonjour. I am Chez Giaz. Chez Giaz, ah, Chad Miranda. <laughs> this, I mean, we can't turn this podcast into. And I just know, like that. I know, I know. The because thing it just is, gets me infuriated, and there's so many things. Wait a minute. Thing. Are we, I'm sorry. What? <gasps> but the last, the I, I just had a. a did I watch? And just like that, and for a moment, Shejiaz and Miranda were naked in bed, and we saw her breasts. Oh, yes, yes! But we've seen Miranda's boobs before. It's I just understand been a that, minute. but this is just, I think, and then all of a sudden, everyone is now 75 years old, right? Yeah, but these are so, older boobs. Right. But I mean, like, so Carrie has a hip replacement. Carrie throws up after one cocktail. Um, uh, Steve is now a bumbling idiot from, like, uh, on, on Golden Pond. Unbelievable! I'm surprised they didn't like claim that he playing, has Alzheimer's. Then they're playing tennis with um, if, uh, Grace and Frankie. Like, how? And then they're losing. They're out of breath. These people are only fifty some years old. No shit. 
That's the article that I sent you that yes. you couldn't get in because it was behind a paywall. Yeah. But that always happens. It's amazing the news that I don't want to hear when I click on something and it says I have to pay. Same. Um, they, they're like, here's the cure to COVID. And I click on it and it's like, pay $1 a month to join Washington Post. And I'm like, I'll figure it out eventually. What's, <laughs> It'll be on a free site. What is also kind of messed up about that, um, how they're kind of like aging the characters is that people in New York are... When you find out people's ages in New York, you're I'm always like, holy crap. No shit. You're like, you're 95? You look like you're 35. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, I just came out of Equinox. What? Yeah. Uh. Yeah. No, but aging doesn't happen the way that they claim it is. No. And the fact that the Golden Girls were older. Did I say that last week? No, you said, you told me this week. I oh, okay. The thing that you sent me, when the Golden Girls are younger than these current women. Mm-hmm. when the Golden Girls first premiered. It also gives you an idea of how we viewed age in the 80s as mm-hmm. opposed to now, like what looks look like. Yeah. But yet they're acting older than the Golden Girls ever did. Correct. The Golden Girls are like, I was going to go sit on someone's face and, you know, go I'm out to have dinner. someone fight in my Oh, let's go to the Rusty Anchor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I missed you so much. Only one week away from you and I just can't get enough patty. I think that it's time to welcome our good people to the show. What do you say? I think that's delightful. Welcome to Dear Pod, the comedy advice podcast. I'm your host, Idris Elba. And I'm Sarah Paulson. And we're coming to you from the Maha'a bar in the beautiful Pineapple Ranch. Can I hear it? I can't. Was the sound Did of you hear that? <laughs> Did you hear that? That was the vomiting scene from And Just Like That. Uh, and just like that, it's another week of Dear Pod. So this week, like all weeks, we're bringing you the advice articles of Ann Landis and Dear Abby. We're tackling them to the ground and we're giving them a noogie and a wedgie. And we're reading their articles. That's what we're doing. So follow us on your social medias at Dear Official on your Insta, your Twitter, your face. Check out our website where you can binge every last episode, DearPodOfficial.com. Email us. God damn it. Email us. DearPodOfficial at gmail.com where we will answer one of your advice questions live on the air. We are completely unqualified to do so, but we 100%. try it anyway. Yes, don't <clears throat> trust us. Our YouTube page, of course, Dear Pod Official. Find us on the YouTube where you can see little bits and pieces and clips of what we actually look like so that you can be disappointed when the face doesn't match the voice. And finally, and most importantly, our Patreon page. Che Diaz wants you to join ah. our Patreon page. Patreon.com slash Diaz. is surely Patreon. Patreon.com slash Dear Pod Official. Join us for three or five dollars a month, a membership fee. That's it. That's all. That's nothing. That's like half of a latte. Three or five dollars a month, and you can get extra special tidbits dropped in your box every week, just like Shazia's dropped in Miranda's box. I have Uh. dropped so many things in this box. This box is so messy. Oh, this Patreon box is is full. So fill our box, damn it. Patreon.com slash official where you can get fun extra things from us. So, let's get to it. This week's theme is health and wellness. That's right. Health and wellness. Something health we know nothing about. Wellness. Ironically, um, I just had my and annual physical. Uh-huh. 
And, um, you know, the funny thing is, is that my, my body dysmorphia makes me accidentally healthy. Same. The only reason I work out is to stay ruthlessly thin. And uh, as a result, I am cardiovascularly superior. Yes. Who knew? That's the other good thing about this pandemic is that um, I've had, I think I've been to like a gazillion doctors because um, my asthma's advanced. So then I, when oh. I had an asthma attack for the very first time, I had to get like an EKG and all this other shit. Nice. I'm like, no, your heart's pretty good. I'm like, are you sure? Because I think I'm going to have a fucking heart attack. <laughs> Go back right in now. there and take another picture, Dan. <laughs> Why don't you open it up just to make sure? <laughs> <laughs> I would totally do just exploratory surgery, just if I could. I mean, I've had that. I've had, uh, uh, what's it called? What, what, um, did you develop asthma as a result of getting the Rona? Or did you have the It the kicked asthma? it in high gear. Okay. Do you still have, like, after effects from the Rona? Correct. <gasps> Can you not get, like, a full breath in? Um, I use my inhaler more often than not now. Got an inhaler glasses. You are just one set of, uh, of fake yes. ears away from being Steve. <laughs> well, I can't I hear it. I can't breathe. breathe anymore, Miranda. Um. So whenever I go to the doctors, because I am demented, uh-huh. I st- I tell them not to tell me my weight. Do you know you can do that? Uh, I look away. They never tell me. Oh. I never look at my weight either. Do you just close your eyes and go, eh, or, or like put your fingers in your ears and like, no, 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 you can't tell me. I don't want to know. <laughs> That's how I act. Well. When I go in, I'm like, please don't tell me what my weight is. And I turn away from that little like lever. Because I will wet my pants if I see it go further to the right, that little back, 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 uh-huh. as they tap it, <clears throat> tap it, tap it. And But my my GP, she's so, like, brusque. So, like, she, I, I tell the person who takes the weight, like, don't tell me the weight. But then she walks in, she's like, so, you're a hundred. And so I was like, no, 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 no. But she, uh, she why did Why is it, like, a big thing? I don't know. She, like, when I had my... My last one was September of 2020. And she was like, weight's looking blah, blah, blah. Or, or, I was like, don't tell me whatever it is. But then I go in and she's like, oh, did you mean to lose 10 pounds? And I was like, what? Because it's me. Mm-hmm. And so I had gained 10 pounds during the Rona. And I have now come, come back down to my baseline. Which is negative 10. Yes. Back to my birth weight, baby. That's what I'm aiming for. I love seeing your heartbeat through your chest. I know. I was like, I need to get some bones removed because there's too much weight on me. Too much. Oh, the Janet Remove the ulna. Do I even use it? Um, Yeah. So, and I think it's because I was going back to the gym and going to Orange Theory again. And I think once you find what works, hey, holla. And... I haven't been able to go to the theory this week because my knee has been hurting. So I was like, you know what? I need to get back into yoga. So I signed back up for hot yoga because that's what I did, the uh-huh. Bikram. But now I'm sweating in a 100-degree box with a mask on. No, th- no. It's not pretty. No, no, that doesn't even sound I've great. done it twice, and I'm like, I don't know if I can, but I can't. Why don't you just sit in the shower for an hour? Hey, everybody. Welcome to Bikram Yoga. Let's all stand on the mat. My name is Shejias. Everyone just runs like this, <laughs> just like runs out. There's holes in yeah. the walls. <laughs> like people holes in the wall. Thank God this yoga room is made out of paper. Where'd everybody go? It's just Shejias. There was a mass suicide in the Bikram Yoga class on uh, 18th and 6th. <laughs> when we discovered that the instructor was Che Diaz. <laughs> and then all of a sudden you just hear a single gunshot and the, <laughs> the news <laughs> like reporter killed did. himself. 
<laughs> I don't want anything to do with this. <laughs> All right. This week, we are keeping with our January theme of resolution themes. <laughs> <laughs> Ethel Toffelmeyer, our piano player, piano player, piano, piano player. 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 Uh, yeah, so we are we're, we're working our way through what people like to do and change in January, which I think actually at this point everybody's giving up. Huh. I think I think that people didn't even attempt to do, you know, Sober resolutions January. this year. Dry January, I don't know. There's some people who do, but Great. good for them. Congratulations, Mazel! You yeah. have not swayed me at all. Enter Instagram. Enter Instagram. <laughs> Enter Instagram. So we are doing some health and wellness today. That is the theme, and I'm very excited. We will have a very special guest joining us yes, later in the pod. Bio. Oh, I great. know, I know. We can't give it away yet. <gasps> oh, she, she is. She, she is. Oh, <laughs> the excitement is building for that comedy concert. All right, so let's go in with articles on health and or wellness. Oh. Well, let's just jump right. All into right, this. let's do it. This is from the Selma Times Journal, Selma, Alabama, July 5th, 1995. Twas a Wednesday. Dear Abby, I don't know if I should do an accent because it's from Selma. But... Oh, yeah. Give it, do it, try it. Wh- okay. Whip out your bag of dialects. I don't know if I have it. <laughs> I don't... Whip out that bag of dialects. <laughs> well, it's, it's been years since I did streetcar, but I'll try. Oh, I'll try. <laughs> Dear Abby. If my grandparents weren't already in their graves, they would die laughing if they could see the modern fitness centers. Scores of able-bodied people climbing stairs to nowhere, biking furiously in place, lifting heavy things that don't actually need to be moved, or forebears got more than enough exercise just taking care of business of living. Of course, our desk-bound generation needs exercise, but it seems silly to burn up all that energy for nothing. There are other ways to get exercise that will benefit the community. Pick up litter during a walk. It doesn't have to slow us down. We can still walk briskly. Or how about doing yard work for an elderly neighbor? Our muscles will just ache just as much, and we can get two kinds of satisfaction. Signed, Peggy K. (laughs) in Dallas. You sound like Kevin Spacey in House of Cards. It's really upsetting. (laughs) I've never seen that. Oh, you got to watch it and then cancel it. Yeah. Dear Peggy K., You make a good point, and for those who exercise during the daylight hours and on weekends, your suggestions will be well-received. But not everyone feels safe getting his or her exercise on the streets these days, (laughs) particularly those who exercise after work and after dark a large portion of the year. I don't want nobody fucking with me in these streets. What what kind of exercise are you doing picking up litter? All I can think of is that prancer-size video. Yeah. Remember that woman that she's like in a park and she has those ankle weights on and camel toe. Yeah. Camel toe for days. <laughs> Heard around the world. Yeah. I mean, you ever see the people doing Tai Chi in the park? Mm-hmm. A commitment. Yeah. That's, well, I, sometimes I don't know if they're those meth addicts. Exactly. Or if, right. Like we've, yeah, it's like they're slowly picking up napkins. If I were a meth addict, I'd sit next to the Tai Chi people just to look normal. Just like, for inspiration. Like, oh, this, <laughs> like I got to ride this, this high out around crew. Tai Chi. <laughs> this is my crew. These are my, it's so much better than those people that they used to put in cages, remember? To what? do um, what? Falun Gong. Those were in the. Oh, yes. Yeah. Those, that oh, was fun. That was nice. That was That's enjoyable. Nice what a great day. What the fuck? There's a guy in a cage. New. <laughs> I love New York. York. Five people in a cage. <laughs> <laughs> but if, if you ever think about, you know, I, there's, I have the, this thing in my gym called the Jacob's Ladder. 
you have this at your? No. Oh, well, see, I don't go to like a regular gym. I I boutique fitness Okay. because I, 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 if I am left to my own devices in a gym, I walk around and just touch things. I'm like prissy and gone with the wind. Uh Uh-huh. What are you just like checking for dust? Yeah, I this just is <laughs> didn't I tell you that I joined Lifetime Fitness so that I could just go to get a smoothie and leave some days, and that was a twenty minute drive to that place. But I would wow, walk in and be like, well, "Mission accomplished! I burned calories on the drive." Mind if I use your bathroom? Yeah, what? Pretty much. Um, so Jacob's ladder is—it's kind of what it sounds like. It's a ladder. It's a rotating ladder with these wood. Uh, slats yeah. and you climb up it and you're it's, you're propelling yourself. It's so it's not... like a hamster wheel, but on the wall. Right. It's kind of like those um, treadmills that. I hate those treadmills. The treadmills where it's self-propelling. All your self-propelling. Yeah, but it's all like a, there's like an arc to it. Right. They're really hard. Correct. So Jacob's ladder is similar to like just climbing a ladder to nowhere. Mm-hmm. But if you th- and I was thinking about, it, I'm like this. If like you think of like our grand great grandparents, like what the. F- like, my grandmother's like, I built, had to climb an actual like, wall. I uh, built a Chrysler building, and we had to do it by hand, and there weren't cars. Yeah. So. I created the Hoover Dam. You're welcome. <laughs> and I climbed up that thing the way you're climbing up this stupid fake staircase. The people that built the pyramids are like, are oh, you've got, what? I, I have just <laughs> have built got this whole balls. thing. I look like this because I did that. Out in the sun. You're, right. Yeah. What are you doing? You're and just. A fake staircase? You're just swinging bricks for fun? To nowhere? Uh-huh. Yeah. Are you running in place on a machine? Oh, all of it. Ridiculous. Rowing machine. <laughs> the rowing machine. Wow. You could actually get in a boat and do it, but you don't. No. No. For safety. You could, you know, sail a that... boat to China. I did one of those self-propelling, uh, what's it called? Treadmills. And <laughs> I thought it was going to I must have looked like things. Jan Brady running down the street because I was like, <laughs> <laughs> like you have to really keep your feet underneath you. Yes, you do. I thought I... Between my asthma and not knowing how to stop this machine. No. I was like, How did I am you going... stop it? Like you have to jump onto the rails, right? Yes. I had to jump. I was like, I'm gonna they're like, Okay, let's do some sprints. I'm like, isn't that the only thing that you can do on this thing? That's because all you it, it there's no keeps... happy medium. I'm like, I, but I'm doing it to myself. This is like this is like body <laughs> dysmorphia. I'm just doing it to myself. <laughs> this isn't a real thing. I can stop at any time. It's the same thing with your therapist that you keep going back to. Right. Oh, you should come here two times a week. Oh, you're right. I totally should. I, I should. should just keep running. I am until on, I I'm can't real, all anymore. in a self-propelling treadmill. Yeah. On this um <clears throat> page I have here. There's an ad for a doctor and her first name is Joan. Hi, I'm Dr. Joan Marshall. Joan is a name that we don't see a lot of anymore, is it? No. We've got to bring back the Joan. 2022. Joan. Bring Hi, back Joan. Joan. I jo- uh, Even the name Joan. Joan. Hi, I'm can like can you picture if you're named Joan, that means that you're a baby who's named Joan. Could you picture a baby named Joan? Hi, I'm Joan. I'm always serious. I'm Joan. <laughs> Hi, I'm Joan. I'm three months old. I enjoy breast milk and uh, the occasional nap. I'm Hi, Joan. I'm Joan. I'm three hours old. I'd like a coffee on my desk uh, in three minutes. <laughs> Hi, I'm Joan. I want to know who broke the Xerox machine. And also, uh, welcome to kindergarten, everybody. Welcome. Um, and the first picture is like she's not like in a onesie. It's like of a power suit. Yeah, power suit and a <laughs> pussy bow. Big shoulder pads. Yeah. Look your at daughter, that baby. Your daughter's so, oh, God, uh, accomplished. Oh, my God, look at that baby. She's a CEO? A Harvard grad? <laughs> I don't 
look at that baby. She's got a really substantial 401k. Wow, those are some strong glasses. That is that a she's strong baby. <laughs> that is a power necktie. What is she reading? The Wall Street Journal. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, what to okay. expect while you're expecting, Joan. <laughs> that is an intense baby. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're having a Joan. How do yeah. you know? Uh, because she told me when she's coming out. <laughs> oh, is that normal, doctor? <laughs> How do you know you're having a Joan? She scheduled her own delivery. Yeah. um, Uh, yeah. She also administered the epidural, which I don't know how she did that from inside. She treated my vagina like a fax machine. I was pushed out a small (laughs) But it was also incredibly organized. (laughs) Right. When she left there, you wouldn't even know she was in there. Right. A letter came out of my vagina and said, if you don't get to the hospital in 10 minutes... I will just come out anyway. Yeah, I'm yeah. Joan. I didn't I'm just know. letting you know my name is Joan. I don't know what you thought. I heard you say something about Caroline <laughs> or Alexis. My name is Joan. <laughs> so during the sonogram, they're like, "Oh, okay, you're having a girl." And oh, th- are those are those organizing desk drawers? <laughs> what is that? Is that a filing cabinet? Joan comes out. They're like, "Uh oh, there's another one." I- I'm having twins. Oh no, it's just her briefcase. <laughs> 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 it's it's Joan's portfolio. I didn't. Oh, it's monogram. I did oh, that, not see that. that on You're the You're gonna have sonogram. to clean this one off. But that is beautiful. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> That's a briefcase. <laughs> Congratulations! Like, it's a Joan. <laughs> it's a Joan. Okay, and the dad's like, "Oh, thank God! I thought I was having twins. No, it's just a briefcase. You can relax." <laughs> No, no, it's though. just a TPS report. It's it's fine. Yeah, it's just giving you the quarterly report. You reports. just had a Joan. Yeah. Yeah. A lot can happen in nine months, and let's she's just, she's done your say, taxes. Yeah, you're going to be taken care of well into your elderly age. You're having a Joan. <laughs> it's so stupid. You're having a Joan. Wow, this is a serious uh, kid. Yeah, yeah. I can't wait to see that kid in kindergarten. I just surpassed kindergarten. I was about Listen, um, I'm just going to have to bypass uh, arts and crafts because I have a conference call and, uh, <laughs> at the same time. I'm hour. Joan. <laughs> I'm Joan. Hi, I'm Zach. I like eating paste, playing with my boogers, and uh, showing you my butt. Hi, I'm Joan. I'm the CEO of Country Baby. Um, I really don't have time for this like group chat right now because I have a conference call, as yeah, I stated so earlier. Yeah, so if we could just speed up snack time, that would be great. Yeah. And frankly... And the- also, by the way, that sexist game of house, um, I'll be talking to uh, the principal uh, after my, my conference and call. And also, Timmy, those carrots make your ass look fat. All right, I'll see you guys in five. Okay, in Mary Kate, Mary room. Pat, uh, if we can uh, have the conference now, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah, I'm Joan. Yeah. Hey, uh, Timmy, I said my coffee by three. <laughs> Why is that child drinking a latte? <laughs> All right, this one's for Joan. Are you ready? Yeah. This comes from the Parsons Sun, Parsons, Kansas, October 5th, 1982. Yoga works wonders. Yoga? Yoga. Dear Ann Landers, you were wrong when you said a couple could do anything to predetermine the sex of their child. I am a faithful follower of Tantra Yoga. It is the source of all truth. Tantra yoga teaches that the breath flow of a couple during sexual intercourse will determine the sex of the child if conception takes place. If the male breathes through his pengala, right nostril, and the female breathes through ida, left nostril, the (laughs) the child will be, or ina garden, the child will be male. 
This means the male must be on his left side and the female on her right side when conception takes place. Please note that the nostril next to the pillow is always out of operation at this time. The correct advice should have been check your sex habits and reverse them if you want a child of another gender. Signed, Rose in Rosemead. Dear Rosie, far be it for me to shake anyone's faith in tantra yoga, but a few questions come to mind that I'm sure readers might want to answer to. For example, might, might want an answer to. For example, what if one or both partners have colds and are breathing through their mouths? I could go on, but I do want your letter to appear in print, and if I get much more explicit, it won't. Thank you for writing. Aeon! <laughs> do you want to start with nostrils? Do you want to start with tantra, or do you want to start with yoga? Listen, I, I think we're all we all are. You, neither one of us has ever had children on the table that we know of, right? Uh-huh. So I can't imagine trying all the things to get a to child. create what you want. I mean, I've done everything to not have a child. Hence, I'm a homosexual. Oh, I know, I know, and I've done everything not to have a child. Hence. The Baron I'm a land. homosexual. Wait, what? What? Che, no, right. che, my my uterus is the Che Diaz of children. Yeah. No kid wants to be around it. Right. No kids. I didn't know that a uterus could get stalagmites, but there you uh-huh. go. There you go. It's a rough entry. I just, I find it, I guess, fascinating and yet heartbreaking, like the lengths that people have to go to. Or that you think that you can control the outcome mm-hmm. of. Because everyone gives everyone like so much information and misinformation that everyone's just trying everything. You know, it's kind of like well, when like you're- this s- works. If you just shove it up my nose, then maybe I'll get a daughter. Right. And it's like, uh, okay. Uh, okay. Just but also, wait, tantra yoga, which I didn't know about. I, I, We all think of sting when we think of tantra. I don't. Everybody. Really? Yeah. When Sting came out and he was like, oh, I have sexual relations for 26 hours out of the day, but Sting is only 24. I take another two hours to, to enter. <laughs> I, can be, I made time. I'm Sting. It was a leap Sting year. makes time. Yeah. It was a leap year. This is a leap day. <laughs> Every day is a leap day when you're having uh, tantra yoga with Quantum Sting. leap during the pilot. It was wonderful. I just I can't get enough of it. Ow, 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 tantric yoga. No. No. Um, no. Really look, we do been... enough weird shit with yoga anyway. I like that in America, we can't just do yoga. We have to have goats and add beer. And there was one uh, in Queens, back when I lived in Queens, there was like angry yoga where you just like punched the floor and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, leave it to us to take what is supposed to be a meditative practice from India and just ruin it and be like, ah. Fuck you, it's not enough, man. Let's add some goats and some heat, and then we're going to hang from the ceiling. Cucumber yoga. I don't see, I don't even... Oh, you don't know about all these yogas that exist? Not really. It's a multi-yoga experience. I'm okay. Do you Have you done yoga? A couple times. What kind? I don't know. (laughs) The kind that stretches? The kind that's like, you know what, I got other things to do. Boring yoga. Yeah. I like restorative yoga. What's that? You build You something? just lay on the ground. That's really all you do. No. It's just sleep. It's a fancy word for sleep with a group. <laughs> sleep in group. Yeah, that's a cult. Oh. Forever. Mm. Lay down and let's sleep forever. And ever. 
All right, you got another article? Yes, this is from the Daily Plainsman, Huron, South Dakota, August 7th, 1958. Dear Abby, I have a friend who has a 12-year-old daughter who isn't even five feet tall, and I, I'll bet this kid weighs over 200 pounds. My friend says a growing girl has to eat, so she let her eat half a cherry pie with a quart of milk at one sitting. I have seen this child pack away six pork chops and half a bo- bottle of chili sauce and six slices of bread. Maybe it's none of my business, but if you were me, would you say anything? This child has a pretty face, but she is in such bad shape they can hardly find clothes to fit her. Signed, Silent Friend. Baby John Goodman. Dear Silent, a real friend shouldn't remain silent any longer. No child needs food in these amounts to grow. The mother should take this youngster to a doctor immediately. The quote-unquote reason for overeating is an illness itself which can be cured. Okay. If you saw a kid wax off six pork chops, I wouldn't stop. I'd be like, get that kid in a van. We're going to take her around the South, and it'll be a show. That's <laughs> a America, cherry baby. pie and a quart of milk. Ugh. Ugh. She ate a whole pie? Yeah. Says, I got stuck on the pork chops. Oh, no, chops. Half, half a cherry pie oh, half. and a quart of milk. And then she's also seen her eat six pork chops and a half a bottle of chili sauce. Jesus, what does she put? Ow! I'm sorry, I don't think that... What's snack time for her? I don't think you can say to someone, be like, your you daughter's kid. big. Yeah, I don't. Th- I think that that's a, a line that's... No, no, you can't. It's way it's too back, touchy. Yeah. Of course it is. Because if you're like, your kid's a chunker, you'd be like, well, get the, get out. Don't tell me what to do. No. Oh, my God. But I, I do, do people's, like, eating habits make you nervous like it does for me? Or is this just my thing? What do you mean? Like, okay. I, I There's people I know who I, I've said to young James, I'm like, I can't go to dinner with these people anymore because the way they eat is so upsetting to me. Mm-hmm. Like, basically, they could unhinge their jaw and just slide a whole plate of food into their face. I once saw this guy eat a whole muffin, and I'm not exaggerating, in one bite. Opened his gullet and pushed a muffin in. What's the hurry? Where was he going? I don't know. See, like, when people eat with that sort of, like, frantic, I just need to pile it in, it makes me get really nervous, and I'm like, I, I should eat fast, too. It reminds me of when I was a kid, and my mother used to make me play with Carrie DeFranco, this girl who was, like, she ate like that. She was a six-pork-chop gal. And I remember she came over, and my mother made us SpaghettiOs, two different bowls of SpaghettiOs, and they were hotter than the center of the sun. It was like a Marie Callender pot pie, you know? Like when it comes out and it's like steam. Mm -hmm. And I was waiting for my SpaghettiOs to cool off. Well, Carrie had already waxed off a whole thing of the SpaghettiOs before I even touched them, and she was like, all right, let's go play. After she inhaled a bowl of... I'm like, "Give give your stomach time to come down from if that. If I had SpaghettiOs right now, my body would just be like, no. It would no. reject, my body would reject most of the shit I ate when I was a kid. I mean, absolutely. Like SpaghettiOs. SpaghettiOs? It's spaghetti in a can. How long has it been there? Franco-American spaghetti. Right. Which, by the way, I ate a can of that when I was a kid right before I got a flu. And when you see that come back up and it looks exactly the way it looked going in, 
That is not something that you eat twice. Chef Boyardee ravioli in a can. Meat ravioli what in a we can. Think, well, what? I don't. I don't know how we survived all of it, and it had a tinny quality. Like you were tasting it, but you were also tasting the can. Yeah. And you're like, this can't be right. This isn't like, good. And yeah, this isn't it's good. It's metallic ravioli. Spaghettios and meatballs, not to be undone. Uh, Spaghettios and Franks. Anything from the Chef Boyardee collection. Hey, welcome to the Chef Boyardee collection. No, thank Here's you. Here's what we've got for this year's spring line. I mean, that I think I was raised on Chef Boyardee and fish sticks. Yeah. And like anything in the sugar aisle. Oh, AKA my God. The cereal aisle. Were you a puffy kid? I was a puffy kid. I guess so. Yeah. I mean, I only really started working out until I went through a phase when I like white bread was always a standard in our house it was until I switched it at what like, year don't know you but didn't even like then. switch when you were in high school or something though right mm, maybe maybe well no we probably did it after my dad's second open heart surgery so yeah. oh my god okay so we still to this day there's white bread in my parents house no yeah and that's what I was raised on and I went through a period where I decided I wanted to be a vegetarian. <laughs> mm. So my mother would make me mayonnaise, lettuce, and tomato sandwiches on white bread. And I was like, I'm healthy. I'm a vegetarian. That is disgusting. I know. But I was a vegetarian that would go to McDonald's every now and then. Well, that's only natural. Yes. Teenage vegetarian. Teenage vegetarian. A new show on CW this fall. <laughs> what a depressing show yeah. that is. Don't let her come over. Why? It's Sarah McLaughlin's child. Oh, she's so depressing. She has no energy. Teenage vegetarian. Her best friend is Natalie Merchant. <laughs> Wait, is it me now? I yeah. have one more article. Yeah. Okay. So I put healthy habits into the search engine and came up with an interesting kind of healthy habit. Are you ready? I like interesting. It comes from the Billings Gazette, Billings, Montana, November 23rd, 1959. Healthy bath habits. Uh-oh. Yeah, it's not good. Dear Anne, my sister has two children, a boy, two, and a girl, three. She bathes them together in the bathtub. I think this is disgraceful and have told her so. She has asked me to mind my own business. What is your opinion of such going on? My sister always was a hard-headed mule. Just because she took a course in psychology, she thinks she knows it all. No one can tell her anything. Maybe you can set her straight. Signed, B.V. Dear B.V., authorities believe it is emotionally healthy for very young children to mingle in the unclothed state. So, I suggest you take your sister's advice and mind your own business. Ayan! <laughs> I don't know if I... I'm really uncomfortable with nude with this children. Topic. Yeah. yeah, 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 instantly. Yeah. yeah, you're just no. I don't know. I don't. I don't know what the protocol is. Uh, a friend of mine posted a naked picture of her kid, and I was like, "In this day and age, that is a dicey thing to do." I'm just really uncomfortable with this topic. Oh, okay. Should we? Do you want to talk about just baths, <laughs> healthy habits for you? Are you? <laughs> are we going to get arrested? Have we been flagged? Maybe. Uh Mm, yeah, I don't really know. I don't like to bathe the children, and I also don't no. like baths. Oh but, no, but, no, because we're like, not French aristocrats. Uh, who's got the time to sit around? And also, how 
the, the water only stays hot for so long. Of course it does. And it's if you're like in any bathtub I've ever been in, it slowly goes down. Correct. No matter how good your little plug thing is, you inevitably end up sitting in an inch of water. Yeah. And then you're like, all, why is this relaxing? Why do I have a ring of my own filth around my knees and, and my neck? And people live. I know people who love a bath. People Great. who start the day with That's a bath. That's wonderful, Cleopatra. I which don't, start I the day relaxing, you know, but, I, you know... I can't, and I don't do jacuzzis even. I'm not a jacuzzi person. I don't like jacuzzi's to sit. Jacuzzi's fine for a certain, and then I'm like, I think I'm melting my brain. Oh, God. A shared jacuzzi? No. At like a resort? Did you ever notice like when you watch The Bachelor or The Bachelorette and they're in the jacuzzi? The jacuzzi's never on. Why? Because of sound. And so they're just literally sitting in a jacuzzi. In with, warm water. In warm and or cold water because it's been filming for so long. Also because if they actually let it rip, like... <laughs> I w- if I were on The Bachelor and they put me in a jacuzzi and it was functional, I'd be like, so anyway, t- are you, do you like, stop? You know what? I need to just, let me just, let me just kind of go sit on I the side gonna, for a little bit. I need to <laughs> lean against a tree or something. Oh my, God, is, oh my God, this, this cement is so cool. Just put your head down for a little bit. I, I just, I've been in it too long. I mean. We were watching it the other day. I absolutely detest the show, but Marcus likes to watch it. So every time they get in a jacuzzi, I'm like, well, this, how? this is not fun. First of all, I don't want to watch two people go at it in a jacuzzi that's not on oh. or, or on. Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't really want to watch it anyway. And no one looks great. Everyone looks a little flushed because they've been in it for a long time. Of course, and they're filming, so you have to stay in there for a while. Right. And I'm just looking for, like, the erection under the water. <laughs> Isn't that a horror movie? Yeah. <laughs> the newest horror underneath. movie from Blumhouse. <laughs> it, and it kept coming. The erection under the water. She knew it was coming. Starring Ron Howard's daughter. <laughs> She'll pretend to be blind for the first half of this movie. The erection under the water. Boodoo. Boodoo. Doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo. Oh, GGS! <laughs> it hurts. Speaking of under the water... I feel like we should get to Instagram mail because I'm very fascinated by the question that came in this week. Okay. Should we do it? Yes, Shay Diaz. Shay Diaz, it's time, time for Instagram, Instagram mail. Instagram mail. You haven't Shay Diaz this yet. It is the French version of Shay Diaz, which is just as annoying and smells a little funky. Just as annoying, but she carries a baguette. Shay Ah, welcome to Shay Diaz. It's a wonderful restaurant. The cats has given us a five-star rating. And nobody is here because we keep saying Shay Diaz and everyone Everybody runs, runs for the hills. I do not know what, what I say. What I say. Except for that old woman in the corner who keeps masturbating. It's strange. That's the best way to clear out a super spreader event. Walk in and just go, hey, it's Shay Diaz. And they scatter. <laughs> and they scatter like roaches when a light comes on in a New York City apartment. All right, we have one Instagram mail question this week, and it's kind of piggybacking on this whole uh, jacuzzi thing. Jacuzzi. So, Diaz, well, you want to read us the Instagram mail question? Oh, by the way, email us, dearpartificial at gmail.com, or slide into our DMs if you have an advice question that you would like answered by us two jackasses on the air. And I think that's the business of the business. Hit it, baby. It is business. Dear Pod, the steam room at my gym these days has turned into a village people concert. While I'm not prudish, I actually use the steam room for what it's intended for and not some hookup joint. 
I'd hate to have these guys lose their membership, but I really don't want Pink Eye and an X-rated show when I'm just trying to relax. Thoughts? Signed, Steamed Steve. Dear SS, Who doesn't like the YMCA? But I guess if it's crossed with a naked game of Twister, I can see how things can get a little bit messy. Especially in a steam room. According to the 1981 Honcho, 76% of gay men have had relations in a steam room. Turns out it can be quite the naked disco. Most men say they actually wait until it clears, clears out to get things going so as not to be caught or make anyone else feel uncomfortable. Question. How long do you stay in the steam room, Steve? And at what point do you leave? Do you wait till they finish? I mean, you can't be too upset since you haven't told management yet, right? Perhaps just duck out before the group gets too hot and heavy and you get too uncomfortable. Honestly, with all the TNA on, on TV and film these days, isn't it just like watching a scene on the big screen up close? Such HD with a big D. <laughs> we don't have such dilemmas in the ladies' room, unless you call Miss Belasco clipping her toenails without a towel a dilemma. Much oh. more of an eyesore, if you ask me. Poor thing clipped a nipple instead of a big toe. Guess lesson learned. Listen, Steamy, I hate to just say stick it to him, but I think this might just be something that's hard to swallow. Yes, you have a right to relax any way you want, and yet I guess they do too. But you could do some passive things like cough or clear your throat, pretend you're talking on the phone, or start singing or whistling, break out some Chicago choreography, I don't know. Maybe they don't even know that you're there. It is a steam room. They might not even see you. A simple, hey guys, or hey fellas, come on, could very easily have them pull out of any activity and release the tight grip they have on pleasure. It's a topsy-turvy, bottomy world these days, so I'd hate to add any more stress and strife to it. Signed, Abby. That was loaded with so many sexy puns. I don't even know. I lost count at five. And then I just I just lean back and let it wash over me. I enjoyed oh, that yeah. thoroughly. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So sexy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, here's what Anne has to say to Steam Steve. Dear SS, steam room canoodling is a tale as old as time. Since man discovered the combination of heat and water, people have been trying to have sex in it. Seriously, I think it started with cavemen. They discovered fire and lived in caves. You do the math. Now, there's a tidbit that never showed up in those Geico commercials. <laughs> in gymnasiums across the country, people are trying to firebox in the smush room. I don't know if it's the allure of the heat, the fear of being caught, crossing it off a sexual bucket list, or just trying to burn more calories, but it happens more often than Crunch would like to admit. I, for one, faint in the heat, so the notion of my jewels trying to give me a Kit Kat shuffle in a Turkish minivan turns my stomach. But hey, to each their own. The problem is other members want to use these facilities for their original intent, recovery, relaxation, and spreading the novel coronavirus. You can alert management. You can contact the flagship locations. Hell, you can go directly to John Equinox and say, Hey, mister, I like my steam without DNA. Can you get down here and do something about this? But the bottom line, and I do mean bottom, is that it will most likely continue to happen. I've done some studying and found many members complain about people getting in flagrante delecto in steam rooms and saunas. Management posts signs and threats to revoke memberships. They send in other undercover workers. They were required by law to tamp down the sweet, sweat loving. But unless people are caught in the act, there's only so much they can do. 
A man once sued David Botten Jim, the Studio 54 of fitness, claiming they would not let him out of a contract after continual complaints of locker room antics, and he lost, proving that the only thing harder than trying to lick your own elbow is getting out of a gym membership. So how should you deal with it? I say if you can't beat him, beat him off. Join in the fun. If people aren't swayed by the threat of COVID, this clearly is not going away anytime soon. So you can continue to be the Debbie Downer of Blink Fitness, or you can get an extra ab workout and jump in the deep end of the semen room. Have fun, you Hester Prynne, prudy son of a bitch, and happy sweating. And... Hello, I'm Joanna Rohrbeck of Prancercise LLC, and I'm here today to show you the four modes of Prancercise. I've got my ankle weights in place, and my music's ready. So let's stop talking and do some walking. We here at Deer Pod are very excited to welcome this very special guest to our Zoom room today. She is a holistic health and nutrition counselor, a Pilates and fitness instructor, and most importantly, co-author of one of our favorite books here at Pineapple Ranch, Clean Cocktails, Righteous Recipes for the Modern Mixologist. Please welcome Tara Rascioli. Wow. Yay. I am honored. You are so accomplished, lady. I'm very excited that we got you on the pod to talk about health and wellness this week. That is our theme. I'm excited to be here. Very excited. Oh. And good to see your face. And if you think for a second that we're not going to try to get free tidbits out of you, you know, advice, <laughs> wisdom, we're, you're wrong. Because we're going to try. I'm good for it. I'm good nice. for it. You're so good like that. <laughs> so, uh, Tara, we're going to jump right in, baby. Let's talk about health and wellness. Uh, now, I think your story is fascinating because you started this life in a very different way. You were working, you had a law career, and now you have made a hard left before, like, everybody in the pandemic, you know, that trend Everybody has been taking hard lefts with their careers lately, being like, you know what? I think I don't want to be a nurse. I think I just want to walk into the woods and disappear and live <laughs> off the land because that's what seems to be the theme of what's going on. But before all that happened, you had a career in a, in a whole different direction. What inspired you to go into health and wellness? Oh, God, I sure did. Um, yeah, I I grew up always kind of interested in health and wellness. I danced a little bit when I was younger. I was an athlete. And um, as I got older and went to law school and, you know, became an, a practicing attorney, um, my habits got really, really bad. Um, I smoked quite a bit. Had a cigarette. Oh. <laughs> so, um, I drank you know, I drank alcohol like everyone else. I would go all day without eating. And then I would sit down to like, I don't know, a massive bag of Swedish fish or jelly beans at the end of the night and um, a couple glasses of wine. And I, that's just how I ate for years and years. And I felt like, you know, I felt like crap all the time. Um, and then I had my son in 2008. And I thought, like, I can't keep going like this. Um, and I was really unhappy as an attorney. I actually had stopped practicing a, a few years prior to having my son. I was, um, but I was a recruiting and a marketing director for a law firm. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. So I was still in that corporate setting, right? Um, still eating like crap, still smoking my cigarettes at six o'clock in the morning and, you know, all that jazz. Um, and then when I had my son, I just decided he was 10 weeks early. I wasn't like necessarily jazzed about going back into corporate life and working those long hours. Um, and I frankly just thought I needed to get healthy for him because I knew that the way that I was eating um, and smoking, that that was just adversely impacting my health, my mood, my energy. No one was benefiting from that. Mm -hmm. So I decided to become a certified health coach and enrolled in the Institute for Integrative Nutrition and just started this new career. Nice. Now, is oh. it, were you are you alone in thinking this, Patty, as she's describing what her before life was? I'm like, that pretty much sounds like how I'm living right now. Uh, with the yeah. exception of smoking, I'm like, oh, yeah, Swedish fish, wine, that's Tuesday. That's an average day. <laughs> like, that's yep. bad for you? Oh, my God. So <laughs> you went into uh, the health world. What's cool is that I feel like I saw you or I met you around the time that you were starting to do the prepackaged meals, like you do stuff soup to nuts. She has a website, Highway to Well. That is your program. So that's cool. not only counseling, but it's it's like begin like top to bottom. Here's how you take care of yourself from the food aspect. Here's how you take care of yourself on the exercise. So it's it's like a very combined holistic approach to getting healthy. But you were yeah. doing like food packaging. So you, you were like multitasking. I remember you, cause you were delivering all these meals on your own. I was, you know, and I kind of fell into that. So I started, I launched my, originally it was a six weeks to sleep program. It's now 12 weeks to sleep, but I started that program and I thought, okay, well, some people aren't going to be able to make this food themselves because they've got little kids at home or they have you know, jobs that they are juggling. Um, let me offer as an opportunity, you know, and offer them as an option. Um, I'll cook for them. And so I did that for six weeks for quite a few clients. And at the end of the program, they all had lost a considerable amount of weight and said, you should really consider doing this like long-term, not just as part of this program. Yeah. And so I did start um, a meal delivery service. It was called Meals to Glow, the number two glow. And I actually did that, I want to say for four years. Wow. Um, I no longer do it because it was frankly killing me. No kidding. Because it was yeah. just me. I did have, I had an amazing um, right hand, Michelle Butts, who helped me cook. Um, and she and I, yeah, so we would do that three days a week. And then I taught Pilates a couple of days a week. And then I, what else did I do? You're being oh, a mother, you're running clients. a business. My God. I was a mom. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and then I, I also went back for my master's in nutrition in the evening. Oh so it was a lot and it just, um, oh, and then the book, then the book happened. So it was a lot. And I was just trying to figure out like, where it made sense, where I could be of greatest service to other people, mm -hmm. but also where I could like still manage my own wellness because I was burning myself out. You were doing the same so thing there to, that yeah. you were doing with the yeah. law career, right? Yeah. A little. I, th I think it's kind of my nature. You're an overachiever, damn it. Well, not an overachiever necessarily, but I, I like to be busy. I find that I'm more productive when I'm busy. But same. I do think that there's 
there's a line, right? Like you yeah. got to learn to where, where to draw your boundaries. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Cause then you'll feel like you're doing a lot of everything and not doing anything specifically. Well, that's my storyline at least. Right. I get it. it. Yeah. yeah. So do you, so part of your like health and wellness now, do you, you don't smoke anymore. Do you drink anymore? Did you give that up too? Um, <laughs> well, no. Um, but <laughs> I have definitely, as you know, from the book, I definitely have tried to explore the healthier way to imbibe. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of that was kind of inspired by my clients who were losing weight with me and they wanted to know, okay, do I have to give up alcohol forever? Because <laughs> mm-hmm. um, that's not going to be sustainable. Right. And so many clients had asked me that. I thought, all right, let's look into this. Let's figure out like um, a healthier, more balanced way to enjoy the occasional cocktail. That's pretty, you know, that feels festive. That's healthier than like, you know, your your margarita at Applebee's. Right. No offense, Applebee's. Oh. But, um, so I do still drink. Um, but I also know that like I'm going to be 50 and we just don't metabolize alcohol <laughs> the way that we used to. So we, I don't drink as regularly, I don't drink like right. the wine, the couple glasses of wine a night right. anymore. I just, I, I can't handle it anymore. I get headaches yeah. after one glass. Well, so. you know, what's um, interesting um, about uh, your book is that there's no real label on wine. So you don't really know what you're ingesting. And then when you, like you said, you go to Applebee's, you don't really know the crap that they're putting in it. Oh, Crapplebee's. I you know. know. The, the wicked sugary <laughs> drink. I can't. You know, like, and it's kind of important to, you know, if you're, if you're spending so much time, you know, creating, you know, this great meal plan for yourself or whatever, you're kind of torpedoing it because a single glass of whatever has like what, 600 calories, could have like 600 calories in it. And you don't I mean, if know. it's like a margarita or a, a mudslide or something like that. Yeah. Oh my I, God, a mudslide. And they don't, they have, there's so many like additives and there's so many, you know, artificial colors um, and the sugar. Right. So a lot of times if you have one of those caloric bombs at, you know, one of those chain restaurants and not only chain restaurants, of course, a, right. a lot of restaurants, right. um, that hangover that you get the morning after isn't necessarily from the alcohol. It's from the sugar and the additives. Yeah. Um, so oh, when, you, right. when you feel that happening, yeah, it's like it, it's, it's an eyebrow raise. Because if you if you drink something really clean, if you have just like a tequila with fresh lime juice mm-hmm. or vodka with something comparable to a fresh lime juice, a fresh fruit juice, mm-hmm. you will feel far better the next morning. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And what I love about your book, well, since we've already just started talking about drinks, because that's what we like to do here at the pod, every week we highlight a specialty cocktail, and we have used a couple of the cocktails in your book, Clean Cocktails Recipes for the Modern Mixologist, available on Amazon, (laughs) and it is a bestseller. Um, Well, what I like about kind of the the topic statement, if you will, of like why you write this book, it's like brings clean living mindset to modern mixology. So everybody likes these fun specialty cocktails right now, but what I love is that you go in and you say, you can still have these, but here are alternates, ways to do it in a way that it's not as sugary, you're using more natural ingredients, you're using natural fruit juices. I love this book. Thank you. Absolutely, and it looks gorgeous. I mean, just, I always have it on a coffee table because the pictures are stunning. Yeah, we had a lot of fun. Um, We actually, we worked with an amazing photographer, Amy um, Roth, 
but we actually got to style some of those photos ourselves. Nice. So some of them are stock photos, but I think the best photos in the book, honestly, are the ones that Beth and I styled ourselves. So Beth is also the co-author of this. Beth How, is, our co- is my co-author, yeah. Yes. What is she to you? What Have you guys been drinking? Are you drinking buddies? Are you, is she also in nutrition? Yeah. yeah so she and I were both um, fellow health coaches, but she has transitioned more into um, a media specialist. Oh my God. I thought She's you were going to say a like, medium. Yeah, I got so it. excited. <laughs> no, sorry. Not a medium. Um, but a media specialist, like she's kind of business coach and helps people, um, figure out how to get their own, um, press, nice. which is really cool. She's great at it. Wow. Oh God. I need to give her a call. Cause I'm hurting, yeah, man. I great. need followers. Um, what is your fate? Do you have a favorite cocktail in this book? I do. Um, I love the, oh my gosh, I'm drawing a blank on the name of my favorite cocktail. Oh my God, I put you on the spot. I didn't it? even know. Oh my gosh, it's the lemon and vodka and honey syrup. <gasps> it's the one that I have the, um, I have, I had the adult lemonade stand out on my driveway oh. like a couple years ago. You've never heard this story. I think it's kind what? of funny. We were, um, Beth and I were, thought we were done with all of the recipes for the book. And literally like, I want to say four days before um, edits were to be finalized, our publisher reached out to us and said, we really think it would be a great idea if you could convert these recipes to pitcher drinks. Oh. We were like, okay, which ones? And they said, all of them. (gasps) So we split them up and we wound up spending like a week in the summer of just trying to convert all of these recipes to pitcher drinks. And you really can't just multiply. Like if you're doubling a recipe, it works out pretty well. But if you're tripling or quadrupling a recipe, it's like a science experiment. You really have to like zhuzh and test it out yourself. So I had this massive pitcher of my um, my lemonade, my clean lemonade. And again, all it is is fresh lime juice, honey syrup, and vodka. But I mean, it was so damn good, but I had to get rid of it. Um, and I also kind of wanted people's feedback, right? So I posted on Facebook like adult lemonade stand and then gave my address. And I actually had people come and have the adult lemonade stand. And then we put up, my son put up a little tang stand next to us. So <laughs> it came by too. But um, damn it, I can't believe I can't remember the name of, of that drink. We'll look That's it up and we'll put it in the notes for the show. But uh, you know, where was I when you were taste testing all these things? you Aaron I don't know man Weird. I could have been your quality control I could have been like needs more honey syrup Actually, <laughs> Girl, I, needed you. I needed you I needed you I am such a good drinker I'm a career <laughs> drinker I'm not maintaining amateur status to drink in the Olympics anymore you know I could have been great for you so if you ever do a companion piece to this I am your taste tester quality control I am your drink savant hey I'm um, Trey Headband, and I'm your dumb yoga instructor. Yoga is um, good, and from, um, like, China? Ready, go! During the pandemic, did you get more? Did you find you are getting more clientele or less? Or, like, how did the health business survive in the pandy? Like in the beginning so, as opposed to now. Yeah. So I so I pivoted. Um, I hate that word pivot, right? I know, but I know, trending. Um, we all did it. Uh 
what I wound up doing was a lot of mixology classes Ooh. because the client, well, the clients, um, a lot of corporations out there were missing out on team building events and they normally would have, you know, their employees were isolated. Everyone was suffering in terms of morale. Um, and then of course, holidays, right? Normally you have a gathering with your team um, and people weren't able to gather. So I started to offer that up as an option. Um, mixology classes. And I actually wound up doing a lot of classes for some corporations, um, sort of like half and half clean cocktails, half corporate wellness. And I, so I did a lot of that during the pandemic. And that That's was a cool. lot of fun. Wow. And then in terms of nutritional clients, yeah, like after the holidays in particular, when I guess people were getting vaccinated and suddenly we realized that we were going to emerge from all of this. Um, people were like, I, I need to put real clothes on yes. again and ditch the sweatpants and the elastic waistbands. And it's time to, you know, get back into um, a routine, a healthy routine. Yeah. So yeah, it was, it was, it was still pretty good. I would say. Yeah. The threat of putting on jeans and, or as we like to call them, accountability pants. No. Yeah. You know, everybody's suddenly back back at it. So I was wondering if there's been like a boom in the health industry after all this. Yeah, there there definitely was. I mean, it was I would say like steady, and now, especially right now, it's really busy right now. Nice January. Right? Oh yeah, like yeah, resolutions, yeah, yeah. Which I don't like the idea of resolutions because January first feels sort of arbitrary to me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, whatever gets you started. Whatever gets you inspired to make the changes, to start moving, to eliminate the sugar, whatever it is your target is, right? Whatever it is you're trying to improve upon, mm -hmm. um, whatever gets you started, go with it. It's, you know, it's my, it's then my job to keep you incentivized to keep going, mm -hmm. right? Or to, to, to create a program that's going to give you the results that keeps you motivated what's to make the, those changes permanent. What's the 12 weeks to sleek? program so it's um i i realized after you know working with enough clients at six weeks while you could get results it didn't feel like it was enough time for people to make permanent changes to their habits uh -huh. and so i decided that i wanted to extend the program so basically clients get 12 half hour sessions with me it's, you know, those sessions, it can be anything evidence-based to discuss science and why we are eating the way that we are eating to lifestyle, you know, questions or problems. Like um, we're emotional, you know, human beings are emotional and our, our, our connection to food is emotional. We eat when we're happy, we eat when we're sad, we're bored, you know, we're lonely. And so oftentimes it's working through a lot of that with the clients and trying to figure out alternative habits or just some, something different that they can do to fill those voids or to um, celebrate their successes. Um, so all of that, you know, we can we can really just talk about anything during those half hour sessions. Um, I spent a full half hour with a client the other day who's going away for a week and we went through all the menus of the restaurants that she's going to be eating at and we went through and just made all the healthy selections for her so that when she goes into those restaurants, she knows exactly how to order. Oh, Amazing. I love that.
Yeah. So, you know, it's, um, it's important to have a plan. Yeah. Like if you're in a way, she's getting married at the end of, you know, the, the spring. And so, um, I just wanted her to have a plan. Part of that plan was figuring out which restaurants she was going to have her favorite desserts at. Cause I do believe in balance. I do not believe in like going cold Turkey without the things that you love, yeah. but it's a matter of balancing it. You know, having those things that you love 10% of the time and 90% of the time really eating, not like on a diet, but really just how you should be eating for optimal health yeah. and optimal weight. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so we did that. We figured out like when she was going to have her cocktails and what she was going to have. And so now she's got a game plan and some options and she can go in and just enjoy her family and enjoy the experience and not dread, um, you know, the menu or ordering something that's not going to serve her. Yeah. I love it. So you're catering to the individual client and all of their needs. Yeah, I like to think of it as a concierge service. Yeah. Ooh, fancy. Well, Sounds it, so fancy, doesn't yeah, it? It's fantastic. I think And I'm the know. least fancy per person there is. <laughs> but I, mean, um, I love I, I like that. That makes me feel good. That makes me feel like I'm offering um like a real service to to my clients. Yeah, yeah because a lot of people just don't know, you know they follow a certain part of a program and then it's like, okay, well now I'm snacking. Now what do, now what do I do? What do I, you know, do I just go for this bag of chips? Do I, what's my alternative? And sometimes they just don't know. So then they just go with what's in their house or they don't, they're not even ready for like that part of their, their day or whatever. They're not prepared. And a lot of times it's like, okay, well you're snacking. Why are you snacking? what do you have for lunch? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's like, Oh, I had, you know, a rice bowl from let's store another fast food restaurant <laughs> chipotle no i'm chipotle is actually great it's got great options but you know there are good options and and um less healthy options at any restaurant that you're right gonna, you know visit um so but a lot of times it's like okay well if you are eating better and making healthier choices at mealtime snack time becomes less of a landmine yeah, yeah. I mean, this is what I, what's fascinating too. It's generational. I feel like we don't, we all don't subscribe to the word diet anymore. It's a lifestyle change, you know. And my mother has grappled with this for forever because she comes from a generation where it was like, well, you you go to Weight Watchers and you diet, and then when you you hit your goal weight of sixty five pounds, then they all take their hands off the reins. Yes. And then everything falls away again. So it's like all the work that you just created and, and achieved in the last three months is gone because it's some of these programs are not teaching people how to eat to sustain this for forever. Right. The idea is goal oriented, which is a number, which is if you hit your 80 pound limit, then great. And then they, there's something that happens in your monkey mind that goes, well, I've, I've hit my goal of 80 pounds. Now I can let go of everything. And then you slide right back into all the habits that you had before you started the diet. Right. And I think it comes from that sense of deprivation that is set up by like the rigid parameters. Let's say it's a, let's say it's like a, a plan, a weight loss plan where you order your food and it gets delivered, Yeah, you know, and you're only eating that you're not learning about preparing food, right? Or you know that, you know, you can eat whatever is coming in these boxes. Um, so people sometimes do well with that structure, but then it's like, okay, I'm healthy now. I'm at an optimal weight. How do I continue this without the boxed food or without someone, you know, you've you got to like then change your parameters. That's why it's really important 
to me when I work with my clients to let them know there is no cheat day. There's no cheat meal. I hate that concept of cheat because mm -hmm. it's like it's a bad thing, right? Mm -hmm. There are, um, I, I want all of your choices to be mindful. So if you go out, let's say it's like a special date night, you know, you go out with Jim and you've been like, you know, eating really clean and eating really well, but you go to one of your favorite pasta restaurants and normally you don't eat pasta because you know that you don't feel well on it or, um, you know, you're afraid of the carb load, whatever it is. Um, if you love pasta and you love red wine and you are out on a date with your spouse for the first time, like it's really important to not sit there and be counting, you know, okay, what can I eat that's the lowest amount of net carbs? Eat what you like. Enjoy the experience. Enjoy the company. Enjoy the, the meal. It's a mindful indulgence. It's a mindful, um, you know, dinner as opposed to, you know, like every day, if you're a mom, like clearing the plate of your toddler because you hate to throw out the food or because the, you know, the little orange goldfish looks so good. And so you're going to have a few hands of that. Um, I, I want, but I want your indulgences to be mindful, mm -hmm. I want them to be special, right? I want you to enjoy it guilt free. It's what you do consistently. It's what you do 90%, even 80% of the time that is going to serve you in terms of optimal wealth, uh, op optimal health, rather wealth too. Actually. Hey, why not? Yeah. It's, it's, it's not, um, it's not cheap to be sick. So optimal wealth, yeah. optimal health, um, True. and wellness overall, it's, it's what you do consistently. That is most important. I believe that everyone should do what inspires them. Like if you like to bike, then hop on your bike, like whatever is going to get your body moving. I do not believe that exercise is really what helps with weight loss. I think it's 90% nutrition. Um, but I do think that as you get like into your forties, we start to lose, um, our muscle mass and our metabolism starts to, um, wane in our mid thirties. So as you get older, a lot of people, a lot of women are like, I got to get on the bike. I've got to like to lose weight. I need to be on my bike like five days a week. Actually, the opposite is true. You really need to focus more on toning, resistance exercise, um, yep. building muscle mass, because with that increased muscle mass, you have more capacity for glycogen stores, which means you can eat more carbohydrates without losing weight, without oh. gaining weight rather. And uh, it speeds up your metabolism. So focus more on the muscle building as we age, as opposed to you know, those intense cardio workouts, yeah, which will spike your cortisol, your stress hormone, um, and make you hungrier, frankly. That's interesting. So like bar workouts are a little bit more beneficial. Mus muscle building. Yeah. Okay. Resistance work, Pilates, um, yoga, you know, you're using your weight, your own body weight, supporting your own body weight. That's building muscle mass. I go to Baskin Robbins every night and buy myself a little treat. What is your kind of go-to base alcohol? Like what, what's a better or worse alcohol to be having? Is there something that's more sugary that's a, that you should maybe steer away from? Is there something that you should lean into? So Asking for the, a friend. The four, <laughs> the four spirits that we use in the book um, are all low sugar spirits, low carbohydrate spirits. They're about 95 calories per one and a half ounces. That's tequila, vodka, gin, and bourbon. Um, my personal favorite is tequila. 
I love a spicy margarita. Like in New York City, you can get a skinny margarita, except they always want to put agave in it. Don't let them put agave in your drink. Really? Wait, this oh, wait, is a good tip. Yeah. Look at, we just bad? tuned in. Um, it is, agave got a really good reputation years ago because it was deemed safe for diabetics to have. Mm -hmm. They didn't think it had like as much of an impact on blood sugar. Yeah. But it is as highly processed as high fructose corn syrup. <gasps> and I think since then, I think they have learned that it may have more of an impact on blood sugar than they initially thought. That's the thing about nutrition and science. It's like one day it's one thing, the next day they discovered something different, but it's very processed. So agave, people think, oh, it's better than sugar. Probably better off having the sugar. Wow. That's cool. But you don't need it, right? You don't need, I, I would actually, I think a lot of places might have honey syrup now. So you could always just ask them to sweeten your drink with honey syrup. Again, honey is sugar, right. but it's more natural, less processed form. Ah. That's interesting. So does it, like when having a honey sugar, does it sort of come, go through your body a little bit in a, a faster way or why is it better? Well, I, I think, I mean, my, excuse me, my general understanding about these things is that, you know, your, your body knows how to recognize sugar, but your body can't recognize our gums and chemicals, mm -hmm. the things that are preservatives, right? That give your, um, your mixers or maybe your food a longer shelf life on the, on the, on the shelves. If it is being preserved on the shelf, it's being like preserved in your body, oh, right? Oh yeah, yeah. And your body like doesn't know what to do with a gum or like things that you can't pronounce. Yeah. Honey is pretty natural. So yeah, your body might respond to the sugar. It will convert it to glucose, but then your body's gonna know how, your body knows how to burn off glucose. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I think it's just, it's about eating real, like real whole foods. Exactly, so and, it processes and faster. And really limiting, li yeah, limiting the, um, the process crap. Oh my God. I hope my mother is listening somewhere. The woman had three croissants and three beets for, for lunch the other day. She is not a healthy eater. Oh my God. Oh my God. Well, at least she had the beets. <laughs> <laughs> the beets were what did her in. That was it. You need to come to the pineapple ranch and mix some things in the Maha'a lounge. We can watch you work, baby. Clearly I do. Clearly <laughs> oh, I do. Clearly. Hey, you want to tell the good people where they can find you if they want to use your services or anything? Sure. So all of my client visits are virtual. So you do not have to live in the South Orange Maplewood area. Nice. Um, my website is highway2well.net and it's the number two, highway2well.net. We are ACDC fans in this, nice. in this house. Um, also, uh, you can find me on Instagram, highway to well. And uh, yeah, that's basically it. That's where I am. And the biggest thing is that they need to get your book because we're huge fans of it here. So go on Amazon, order clean cocktails, righteous recipes for the modern mixologist. Oh my God, I almost completely forgot. We have one question that we ask of all of our guests and that is... Oh boy. Oh boy. What is the best advice anyone has ever given you? Ever given me? Yeah. Um, the world doesn't benefit if you when you play small the world will not benefit if and when you play small that came from my financial advisor who happens to be a very dear friend of mine alicia mcmahon nice. at northwestern mutual and she she's she was right she she's like you know what you got one life you live big you 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 get what you ask for in this life so go for it 
Oh, I love that. And you know yeah, Alicia was saying it because she's like, I'm making money off this chick. So the bigger that you play, the bigger I get that paycheck, baby. She's no fool, Alicia. Oh, she's smart, that one. She's smart. I thank you so much. Is there anything else you want to share with the pod before we release you into the stratosphere? No, but I got to tell you, this was like more fun than I've had in a really long time. Thanks, oh, guys. honey, thank that's you. Well, that's thank that's you. a great compliment for us here at the Deer Pod. We so want you to fun. have a good time. To chat with you guys. Talk about free. what you're passionate about. And also, you um, do you still work at a line? Are you still teaching there? I do. I, I do. So I'm no longer an owner at a line just because I was focusing more on my nutrition and felt like I couldn't do everything. Plus... Mindy and Gwen, my former business partners and still dear friends, are amazing. And they've got it all covered. But I do teach there still. Nice. So, um, yeah, I still teach there. I still have some private clients there. And I teach a cardio class at 1030 on Wednesday. <gasps> oh, Anyone that, wants to come she was called Cardio Sculpt. I have really good playlists. <laughs> okay, I'm all about it. Look, you've introduced me to some fabulous music. I've taken her cardio class. Check out Tara Rossioli. You can get, <laughs> on, get in on her Pilates mad action, get in her cardio classes, but most importantly, get in on her nutrition counseling and definitely pick up clean cocktails if, like me, you like to drink. And we all do. Yes, we do. Thank you, Tara. Thanks, guys. Thank Have a good you. day. You Bye. Too. Bye. One, two, three, four. Up, down, three. <gasps> Raise your right huck. Ear it. Raise your left huck. Ear it. I want to see more Teddy Roosevelt's and less Franklin Roosevelt's. Push out the jive. Bring in the love. It's time for Specialty Cocktail Specialty Drink. I'm it's never my... giving it up, never dry January. Never dry. Drink. The gonna second you die. say JTS, I'm out the door. Gonna drink it, watch the tip. Gotta drink it, watch it. Cause it's negative so 30 cold degrees out. It's so cold out! Oh, I refuse to go dry January when it's this cold out. You need something to warm yourself up. So here we go. Apropos, this week's specialty cocktail is... So close. The cold fashion. It's cold out there. And James Jules Ferris needs an electric blanket in the form of a specialty cocktail. For this, you will need one orange slice, two ounces of brewed coffee, cold, one ounce of bourbon, and a half ounce of Cinnamon Girl Syrup. That's right, we're gonna learn about that Cinnamon Girl Syrup, get ready. Muddle one of the orange slices in a mixing glass, add coffee, bourbon, and syrup, add ice and stir for 30 seconds, strain into an ice-filled rocks glass, and garnish with an orange twist. Now, here are the tasting notes. How rude would it be if we didn't feature a cocktail from our special guest book, Clean Cocktails, Righteous Recipes for the Modern Mixologist? Yeah, pretty ballsy, right? This is literally the first recipe featured in the Classics with a Twist section. Don't let the title fool you. This drink is not going to add to the horror of seasonal bone-chilling weather. Nay, nay. Not only is this little elixir going to warm your bones with delicious bourbon, but as our guest explains that the old-fashioned was considered a medicinal drink that aided in digestion. Mm. On top of that, 
This cold fashion adds iced coffee for a kick in energy and a boost in metabolism. Once again, proving that a well-thought-out specialty cocktail can help cure the world of its ailments and help you focus on the things that really matter. In the meantime, I'm going to pitch to the CDC that we include a shot in the arm of this drink for our next booster. Yeah, baby, the cold fashion. That's right, this comes from Tara's book. And um, frankly, next time when she does a sequel, I hope that she uses us as taste testers. Oh, oh, nice. The bourbon and the coffee smell. Mm -hmm. Oh, just like childhood. Oh, my God, I love this. That's a breakfast drink. It's the cinnamon syrup. You can t- It is a breakfast drink. Yeah. <gasps> this is a nice alternative to your brunchy cocktails, your mimosas, and your screwdrivers, your Bloody Marys. Put them aside and use a cold-fashioned. Wouldn't this have been like a great like Christmas drink? Mm. In the Myronin? Christmas brunch. Yeah, you wait. Oh, my God. That is a... <gasps> Patty, you're inspiring me for next year. Yeah, you put you can even put a little spruce sprig in there. Oh my god, you're improving the already improved. It's fantastic. Mm. Yes, this comes from Tara. This is genius, this combo. It's the coffee with the bourbon and the cinnamon yeah. syrup. So one of the cool things about the Clean Cocktails book is that she she introduces a lot of like um syrups, mixers, and stuff like that. That you know how if you get that crap in if you get like a syrupy, crappy mixer yeah. that's like, you know, skinny girl Marg from, you know, Bethany Frankel, that kind of stuff that's loaded mm. with all of these weird fake high fructose things. Like, I know that my family loves mudslides, which, what? Ugh. But they always get a mix for it, a pre-mixed mix that's like, right. just add rum. And right. you get it at like Total Wine or wherever you go. Right. God help you if you read the sides of these things. Like, you know how Applebee's has their own pre-mixed cocktails that you just have to add a lick or two. Pass all that crap up. If If you're drinking that stuff, you're insane. If you get clean cocktails, she gives you all of these cool syrup mixers Mm -hmm. that are all natural ingredients. So like what she talked about with the honey jalapeno syrup. So we made a whole batch of that and used it through the summer. I, I live for that stuff because you add some of that to tequila mm-hmm. and you've got a drink automatically. You have a specialty cocktail without it being like a high caloric mixer. Well, she's absolutely right. Like a lot of the, the mixers and stuff that that you find on the shelves, they're there to to be on the shelves, to preserve. preserve. Right. So as she said, she's like, so you're drinking something that's been preserved on the shelf. So how long is it going to take to get out of your body? Oh, God. It's like when you were a kid and you ate gum. I always had a fear of chewing gum and swallowing it because there was always that kid who was like, it'll take seven years to work its way through your intestines. And you're like, shut up, Joan. (laughs) Joan, stop telling me those facts. And and where are my my taxes for 2018? Because I'm getting audited, Joan, and it's your fault. Do you remember drinking wine at church? And can you think, uh, imagine doing that right now? No. Uh, ew, I never <laughs> drank wine at church. It was always just like either. an idea. It was like a, an example. <laughs> There'd always be like that woman that just stands there. Blood of Christ. Absolutely not. No, I'm going to pass. No. Thanks. Not thanks. after Mrs. Callahan just drank out of it? No. <laughs> no. She's got she... foam on either side of her mouth. Ah! No, thank you. Like when I somebody no, leaves a, like a lipstick smear behind. Yeah, but then they they like they wipe the edge and then they turn the cup. I'm like, eventually that side of the cup will come around. Yeah, yeah. It's like a horrifying carousel. You're just watching it like, oh, it's coming back around. Yeah. Oh, oh, do you mind if I look inside the chalice before you give it to me? Because I know there's some floaters. Because... <laughs> 
<laughs> she backwashes. <laughs> Ew. But there were always like the people in our church who get, it was like the four regulars that would get to sip the wine. And I always was bummed that you didn't get to try the wine. And now as an adult, I'm very happy that you didn't get to try the wine. Like, listen, hi, um, no, there is a floating tooth in here. Ew. You might want to just take But it's back. also like like Manischewitz. It's not real good wine, it's, is uh, it? It's at my church. It was Carlo Rossi. Oh, Asti that, Spumante. In that giant jug of wine. So it was like a Riuniti. No, it was like, you know. I'm sorry, but do you think Jesus turned water into Carlo Rossi? <laughs> it was literally a jug of wine. <laughs> that had that little, little yeah. handle on it that you couldn't even get your pinky uh-huh. finger into? I that mean, glass? Yes. That's what my parents had in the house for Christmas every year. Carlo yeah. Rossi. It, I, I, I don't like, think it's technically any, like, it just says red. Like, it's not Merlot. It's not Cabernet. It's red. It's been a long time since I drank it. It's just and a color. An altar we should server. get a Carlo Rossi jug for here. Okay. It would make <laughs> Jesus happy. Would it? This episode of Deer Pod is mixed and edited by Jim Ferris and is a property of Pineapple Ranch Productions.